What is going on, peeps? What is going on? It's Valerie's Naturals Oracles here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, wherever you are. And today we're reading Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui. We're on to chapter 19. There's only two days left. And then I've got a special surprise for someone who they thought I'd forgotten about. But we're talking about that another time. But we've only got two days left of this. So today we're on chapter 19. It's called Clearing Mental Clutter. So, if you have physical clutter in your home, you will also have clutter in your mind. Here is what to do about some of the most common forms of mental clutter. Stop worrying. I once heard it said that worry is like a rocking horse. No matter how fast you go, you never move anywhere. Worry is a complete waste of time and can create so much clutter in your mind that you cannot think clearly about anything. The way to learn to stop worrying is by, first of all, understanding that you're, you energise whatever you focus your attention on. Therefore, the more you allow yourself to worry, the more likely things are going to go wrong. Worrying becomes such an ingrained habit that you have to subconsciously train yourself differently. Whenever you catch yourself having a worry up and ask those close to you to up, also help point out to you when you are at it again. Stop and change your thoughts. Focus your mind more productively on what you do want to happen rather than what you are worried might happen. And dwell on what's already wonderful in your life. So move so more wonderful stuff will come your way you see i'm terrible for that so yeah i'm training myself not to do that worry about because as a i'm going to say as a virgo we always weigh up the pros of well i do i can't talk for all virgos but i always weigh up the pros and the cons about a situation and if it's on a more on the con situation i worry about it so i'm going to stop doing that and i lift my vibration and i think about all the positivity and never think of anything as a failure. So I'm going to carry on with this. Anyway, shut up, Val. Make a list right now of all the things you worry about so that you'll spot them next time they turn up in your mind for a frock, a free rocking horse session. So anyway, stop criticizing and judging. This is a total waste of effort, especially when you realize that everything you criticize and judge about others is something you don't like about yourself. You're mirroring yourself. The greatest critics are those who believe deep down for whatever reason that they themselves aren't good enough. Change these inner insecurities and the desire to, to demean others will magically melt away. The other important thing to understand is that as humans, we see only a segment of reality in the greater cosmic scheme of things. So we are really never in a position to judge anyone or anything. A low-life street drunk may, may, in essence, be the kindest, sweetest soul you could ever meet. I say it and I say it again, you never judge a book by its cover. Never, ever judge a book by its cover because you don't know what's going on in the background. But anyway, a low-life street drunk may, be, in essence, be the kindest, sweetest soul you could ever meet. But if you judge him simply by appearances of get on some high moral platform about his behaviour... You will miss it, the, that quality completely. Don't clutter your mind with those pointless poison arrows. Instead, silently send blessings to everyone you meet and be amazed how they in turn respond to you from the best of themselves. 
stop gossiping this is a big one for me stop the gossiping honestly stop constantly titillating yourself by gossiping about others gossip clutters your psyche and only shows how little of consequence is happening in your own life live and let live refuse to indulge in or listen to gossip or scandal in any form and make it a point of integrity that you never say anything about anyone that you would not say to their face oh holy spirit <laughs> anyway stop moaning and complaining moaning complaining and blaming everything and everyone else for what is happening in your life clutters your speech and thought in such a way that most people don't even want to be around you focus on what you are grateful for and the gods will help more, more goodies upon you will heap more goodies upon you keep moaning and groaning and you'll be on your own this is the first rule of buddhism i have to say you know, don't focus on um, your prob other people's problems. Focus on your own. Do you know what I mean? Your life clutters your speech. Moaning, complaining and blaming everything and everyone else for what is happening in your life clutters your speech and thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Don't blame other people for your problems. Your problem is your problem. Anyway, that's the first rule in buddhism so that's a good one but stop mental chatter this is a big chapter now this one is a big section it says psychologists estimate that the average person has about sixty thousand thoughts per day unfortunately 95 percent of those thoughts are exactly the same as the thoughts you had yesterday and these are the same as the thoughts you had the day before yesterday and so on in short most of your mental process is unproductive repetitive chatter going nowhere Another problem is the constant babble of external stimuli that is so prevalent in the Western lifestyle. I'm guilty of this. I'm forever. I start scrolling on TikTok and like two hours later, I've got to stop it. <laughs> so many people have the TV or radio constantly turned on for company or spend their time reading trashy novels, aimless surface surfing the net and so on. See, there you go. Then suddenly one day you are old or sick and you realise you have done nothing with your life. All your thoughts are other people's thoughts and you have no idea who you really are or what the purpose of your life might be. When is the last time you had a generally new, completely original thought? The sad fact is that many people just continue day after day in the same old groove, filling their minds with the mundane clutter of day-to-day -day existence. Make it a priority to have clarity in your life and fine-tune that clarity daily. Make space for some form of meditative practice and you'll enjoy a cre or create definitive time for quality moodling and a lovely term I have borrowed from Jill Edwards, author of Living Magically, to describe time spent gently wombing with no one you have to be and nothing you have to do, which quietens the chatter and allows you to open to higher wisdom and guidance and greater creativity. That is so true. And I, pr I spread it day after day. Find time for yourself. Find time to meditate. Find time to, you know, focus on nothing but yourself or focus on what, you know, clearing your mind. Anyway, tidy up loose ends. Get, to the get into the habit of tidying up loose ends as you go. As an example, supposing you are talking with a friend and they have a useful telephone number they want to give you. They have it with them, but they offer to phone you with it tomorrow. It's amazing how often people put off tomorrow what, what they could quite easily do today and how much of an energy drain it is having loose ends to remember. 
yeah, I was guilty of that, but I follow up. If I if I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. <laughs> or if there's like, for example, when I do a reading and I say I'm gonna find out the information, I make sure I follow it up because, do you know, it's like it doesn't it's like it doesn't instill trust. First of all, if you don't do what you say you're gonna do, and secondly, it's something that you have in the back of your mind. You keep thinking, oh no, I'll do it tomorrow. No, I'll do it. no, don't have that anyway this is so true so anyway it's amazing how often people put off to tomorrow what they can quite easily do today and how much of an energy drain it is having loose ends to remember take the phone number there and then and that is one last thing you have to do in your life tidy up other loose ends such as paying any money you owe return anything you have borrowed running an errand you have said you will do and anything else that is nagging away in the back of your mind to be done every unfulfilled promise or commitment has a call on your energy and pesters you to do it if you know you can't keep your promise it's far better to contact the person and let them know rather than just let the situation drift here's an interesting thing i have found from my own life experiences as a result of having dumped the world should should Dump the word, dumped the word should from my vocabulary. Supposing I've promised to, to meet a friend on Thursday evening to go and see a movie we, we both want to see. As Thursday approaches, I feel less and less inclined to go out that night. I can do one of two things. I can keep my promise and go because I said I would and therefore should. Or I can call my friend and cancel or postpone the date. 90% of the time I cancel or postpone, I have found that the other person was also wanting to do the same, but didn't want to let me down. So it works perfectly for both of us. The other 10% of times people get a bit upset or put out, but if they are honest with themselves, it is not usually me that has upset them. The problem is generally their own inner flexibility of that. I have triggered the memory of a much deeper upset from the past. See the next chapter for an understanding of upsets. Clear your communications. Whom do you have unresolved issues with? I can think of one person. <laughs> can you? Think for a moment. Imagine yourself in a social setting. Can you think of anyone in your life who, if they were to walk in the door, would immediately produce a feeling of uncomfortability in your body? Who would make you feel that the room wasn't big enough for the two of you because there are tensions between you? You may not consciously remember these people. In fact, you may actively try and keep them out of your thoughts. But your good old subconscious might keep track of them. Having unresolved communication in your life depletes your energy levels immensely. If you sleep with someone, make especially certain that you keep your communication clear and resolved. Otherwise, wow, that went from one extreme to the other. Let me read that again. If you sleep with someone, make especially certain that you keep your communications clear and resolved. Otherwise, you will be fighting psychic battles with each other all night and will wake up feeling like you never, you need a good night's sleep. Interesting. So, catch up on correspondence. Do you have letters which you keep write, meaning to write but never get round to? Each time you think about it and don't do it, your vitality level drops. The longer you put it off, the more difficult it becomes to write the letter. If you just sit down and take the time to catch up on your correspondence, you will release huge amounts of energy for other purposes. Better still, switch to email, which is so much faster and immediate and therefore so much easier to stay current with. 
interesting so clear your diary do you find yourself with never enough time to do everything you want to do figure out the things you really enjoy doing and schedule them in your diary before anything else don't allow your mental taskmaster to do it, dominate your life these pleasures are what your spirit thrives on if you just work 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 without ever having time for yourself or spend all your time looking after other people with no time to nourish yourself pretty soon your spirit starts to wither and die the first signs of this are general fatigue and diminishing health so put you in your diary as a first priority and then fit everything around that years ago i started taking one day a week for myself out of my busy busy working schedule and now i i do it for up to six months a year my time in bali goes in my diary first and i slot everything else around that so decluttering your mind for restful sleep if you lead a busy life and have lots of things to do you may find it difficult to switch off and relax in particular you may find your mind still active when you want to go to sleep here's a good tip keep a notebook and pen by your bed and just before you go to sleep scribble down all the things you have to do have to remember to do then just forget about them and go to sleep if you wake up in the middle of the night in the in the night with more things on your mind just open one eye scribble them down and carry on sleeping at first you may need to keep a small torch by your bed with practice you can learn to write in the dark with your eyes shut wow the busier you are the more important it is to completely relax and take time off to rest and regenerate during the hours of the night once you have mastered this you can then use your sleep time even more creatively instead of churning through problems and anxieties you use your sleep time to connect with your higher self and receive guidance read senya's roman spiritual growth being your higher self oh i've got to look that up you can hear the subtle messages from those higher realms if your mind and emotions are not constantly occupied with problems and then you will have a lovely peaceful night's sleep and wake up with answers so keep yourself up to date when everything is up to date in your life you live in present time and can experience a real feeling of surfing with the energy of life do whatever it takes to catch up with yourself and then keep it that way you will have more energy than you've ever believed possible children are like this they live in the moment and we all know how much vitality they have so i'm inclined to move on and go to chapter 20 because it's quite sh short as well so chapter 10 20 is called clearing emotional clutter so most people carry some form of emotional baggage it's prematurely ages us i look 10 years younger after doing an intense year of personal work to clear out some of mine and get it in and gets in the way of everything else we want to do so upsets if ever you are feeling really upset about something this is one of the best times to go and clear some clutter don't bother to pull yourself together before you begin just go to the cupboard with tears streaming down your face boiling your head off if necessary and pull everything out and begin sorting it you will be amazed how easy it is to sort clutter when you are in this condition it also seems to sort itself you look at things you have been hoarding for years and they seem so unimportant and obviously obsolete and there is no emotional tug at all as you sling them in the bin 
You will also be amazed how sorting the clutter helps to calm you and sees, see what was upsetting you in a new perspective too. The act of letting go of the clutter also allows you to let go of your stuck feelings. Realise that every upset is an upset. What this means is that everything our lower emotions gets ups. Let me read that again. What this means is that everything our lower emotion gets upset about is a situation that our higher self has set up to get our attention because something needs to change. One teacher I studied with for a while used to say, if ever anyone was upset, will it matter 10 years from now? You get to see the issue from the viewpoint of your future self, looking back with hindsight, and the answer is nearly always no. That's what I say. Change is the one thing you can count on in this life is change. And if you're upset about something one one day, next tomorrow, it'll be something new to be upset about. <laughs> but anyway, you could say the same about most clutter. Will I have found a use for this within the next 10 years? For most things you have been holding onto for a long time. The answer is nearly always no. And this is what I found. I've cleared up so much clutter. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, so grievances one of the most forms of emotional clutter sorry let me say that again one of the worst forms of emotional clutter is the type that results from grievances look deep within yourself to see who or what you need to forgive carolyn myas author of autonomy of the spirit and why people don't heal and how they can says that the root of illness lies in not letting go of feelings you've been treated unfairly by a personal situation. You will know if this is the case because you will habitually remember this injustice many times a day and it will have become so commonplace that you never ever notice it anymore. Decide now to forgive and let go. Oh wow. Are you getting what I'm giving there people? Are you getting what I'm reading here? Oh, I've got to read that again. Um, why people don't heal and how they can says that the root of illness lies in not letting go of feelings you've been treated unfairly by a person or situation. You will know if this is the case because you will habitually remember the injustice many times a day and it will have become so commonplace that you never even notice it anymore decide now to forgive and let go oh that is so deep sometimes it happens that people become so entrenched in their grievances that they refuse to even talk to each other i have come across instances in families and married couples where these prolonged silences continue for days weeks months years and even for decades some people actually go to their graves with their feelings stuck in their bodies and it's pretty sure bet that what finishes them off Sometimes these stuck feelings escalate to the level of disputes between whole families, groups or nations, which create cancers in the emotional fabric of society. Attempts to resolve the situation by physical violence continues until one of the protagonists is brought to their needs or a third and greater power intervenes called diplomatic intervention to bring them both to their senses. Diplomacy can be defined as the art of harmonising stuck emotional energy. If you are the silent sulky type, understand that this may hurt the other person as you intend it to do, but it hurts you even more. Take a course in human relationships and learn a better way to handle your problems. Forgive and forget. 
let go of your grievances and get on with your life so clear out your flaky friends oh this is just 101 isn't it <laughs> this is just 101 do you know there's things you need to release okay so do you know people who it always feels like an effort to talk to or who drain you when you are with them energy vampires we call them <laughs> Do you groan when you know so-and-so is calling to talk to you on the phone? I'm not talking here about good friends who are temporarily going through a rough patch or having a bad week. I'm talking about negative people who are seriously past their sell-by date, whom you would like to be rid of but haven't had the guts to or haven't got round to doing anything about it. One fascinating thing I have discovered is that just about everyone has a few of these unwanted friends. I spent an entire dinner party recently listening to the story of the house guest from hell who turned up uninvited year after year and foisted herself on these people. For some inexplicable, inexplicable reason, they never felt able to tell her how unwelcome she was, so every year they, they endured her awful cooking and overbearing behaviour, then complained about her ever after to everyone they knew. Take a minute now just to make a little list of people you know who really you'd rather not know anymore. I'll pause the book while you do this. <laughs> now here's the interesting thing. If you have a little list like this and everyone has a little list like this, those, then whose list are you on? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> whose list are you on? Now, there's some food for thought. Wouldn't it be best if we just got honest with one another about this and stop those silly games? There are billions upon billions of people in the world and you are free to select whom you choose to mix with. Choose kindred spirits who uplift and inspire you. The wonderful thing about having the courage to clear out all your mouldy old friends is that it creates the space for you to attract wonderful vital new relationships providing you have made new decisions about what will and will not have in your life what you will and will not have in your life eventually you will find that flaky people energy vampire oh there you go she said it energy vampires and seriously negative individuals will not be in your life because your energy field feels too incompatible with their own they know that their chances of getting a free energy feed up at your expense are nil. So they don't even bother trying. Oh, wow. Come through, spit come true. Anyway, moving on from relationships. Sometimes you realise it is not just an acquaintance who has become clutter in your life, but the person you thought was your significant other. This happens because your lives have di diverged and moved on to different paths. Or you never were compatible in the first place. The truth is that you have become cluttering each other's lives. Although sometimes only one of you can see that at the time. You now have two choices. Do nothing and wait for the relationship to crumble or explode apart on its own. Or have the courage to act to either reinvent or leave the situation. If you still love, respect and are good for each other, the chances are high that you can find a way for the relationship to continue, even though the form is sure to change in some way. Give it every chance of success and if it's time for you to move on, you will know in your heart of hearts that this is so. In many circumstances, it is indeed time to move on and you do yourself and your partner a great disservice if you prolong the agony by 
delaying doing this too long. Scary as it might seem, if it is the right thing for you to do, you will discover that right that right alongside your quivering fear is another quivering energy called excitement. This is your spirit thrilling at the prospect of the new opportunities which are about to open up in your life. To help you in this situation, read Susan Jeffers' excellent book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Oh my God, I've got to find these books. And end the struggle and dance with life. And feel your gut feeling. So, letting go of emotional armour. Now, this is a big one for me because I was sprouting about this a lot last week, about protecting your energy too much sometimes. Anyway, if your home is very cluttered, you may also feel the need to wear serious quantities of jewellery, probably to the extent that you may feel only half-dressed if you go out without it. Like house clutter, jewellery worn in this way is a form of emotional armour. After clearing your home, you are likely to feel naturally inclined to reduce the amount you wear because you feel more confident and able to let the natural you shine through. So I'm going to leave it there, people. But there's two two chapters there, one about mental and one about emotions. If it's nothing else you listen to, listen to that. Get the clutter out of your mind. Anyway, I'm going to leave that there. Until next time, people. <laughs> and we're only done. We've only got one day left of this book. And then I've got a surprise for somebody in particular who actually requested this. So anyway, till next time. Take care. Bye. <laughs>